girls acting cool, cuz what? Nigga, what? what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? What? I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. Woo! I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. I, I go, go hard, cuz. Hey, you guys! How y'all doing? Hey! I'm glad y'all are here. I know it's getting late, but oh well. <laughs> Shit. I took a long nap today, so I have energy. I'm revived, and I want to go live. So I hope y'all are doing good. Let me make sure all my screens are up. Okay, okay, y'all see me? All right, all right. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I had to go in and delete some of my old uh, live streams because they said my live stream box was full, honey. So I had to do that really quick before I went live because I want to make sure this gets saved. So the folks who are not here, who are getting ready for work or, you know, who can't be here, will get a chance to watch. I'm glad you guys are doing good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So there's a lot to talk about. It's been a lot of stuff going on. I've been catching up on sleep because those documentaries took a lot out of me. So I think I'm like catching up for not sleeping like all last week really well. So Chad, I've been like just really resting and Thanksgiving is coming up. So I'm super excited about that. I can't wait to cook. Um, so I'm just, I'm excited. It's a lot of stuff going on, but yeah, I had to talk about this whole bootleg ass malice in the palace, honey. I'm, I'm mad that people are even trying to equate this to the malice in the palace. Shout out to all the sports fans out there. Shout out to all the girls who watch basketball games, who understand, you know, the NBA, um, there's a lot of little ratchet comments like, oh, I didn't know they got down like this in the NBA. I'm about to start watching. And it's like, don't get excited. Don't get your panties wet. They don't fight like this all the time in the NBA. Okay. Go watch MMA. If you want to see fighting, this is not normal, but, um, I don't like the fact that a lot of the media outlets were trying to coin this, the, the, the 2021 version of the malice in the palace and trying to demonize that young man, Isaiah Stewart. Okay. Y'all know I'm a big LeBron James fan. I like King James. I like his family, love his kids, love his beautiful wife. But I do feel like a lot of people give him a pass just because of who he is. Now, LeBron James is a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, from what we see, he's nice and everybody seems to like him. He's a leader. But when he does something wrong, it's okay to hold him accountable. I had people attacking me. Because of my post on Instagram. It wasn't LeBron's fault. Accidents happen. Look at y'all. Now you just now, hell now. LeBron can't do no wrong. Gold Lakers, purple and gold. And it's like, okay, all right. But wait till Monday. Wait until the, you know, they, they slow everything down. And then y'all can go and watch the video and see that LeBron James definitely knew what he was doing, okay? So for y'all who don't know, LeBron James called himself basically just at first, people thought it was an elbow. You just, you know, quick elbow to the eye. Wasn't a damn elbow. It was a backhanded slap, like some black mamas used to give their damn kids back in the day. Mama, <laughs> can we go to McDonald's? You got McDonald's money. I'm just like, nobody did that. But you know how people get backhanded? LeBron low-key did that to Isaiah, okay? And, you know, Monday morning, they were able to slow down the footage. And LeBron even looked at him before he did it, just quick peek to make sure he was, you know what I'm saying, in the right vicinity of his fucking arm. He looked, bam, that quick. LeBron, you're not slick, okay? I understand he's under a lot of pressure. You know, the Lakers are trying to get a win. You know, got a lot of older guys on the team. Shout out to, you know, team 35 and up. 
<laughs> Carmelo. <laughs> LeBron. Um, well, Anthony Davis ain't as old as them yet. Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? So he got, you know, he got his faves on the team. And they're not really taking over in the way that they suspected that they would. And a lot of these young boys are giving, you know, LeBron a run for his money. And, you know, I think he's feeling a way about this, okay? So you got young Isaiah Stewart, six foot eight, only 20 years old. He's a baby, okay? He's old enough to be LeBron James's child. Hell, he's old enough to be my kid, okay? So I don't, I just, I don't like the way. Now, I'm not excusing. I think that when he first was going off and he was upset and trying to get, you know, rah-rah, I think once people jumped in and tried to separate them, Isaiah should have had some self-control to just, okay, fine, let me calm down. And what I didn't like is what Shannon Sharp said. Oh, but when LeBron was in your face, when he was right there, you ain't do nothing. You ain't swing on him. And it's like, Shannon Sharp, I love you, but can you just stop dick riding King James for just one second? Okay? And where's the tax stone? Dick riding is the worst form of transportation. Okay, the reason why he didn't just punch LeBron in the face and go at him right there, if you watch the video, there was no blood. He was upset. He was shit talking to LeBron. But you notice he didn't go crazy until blood started pouring from his fucking face, honey. I mean, it was crazy. That blood was pouring like holy water. He's trying to see and shit. At that point, all he saw was red, literally. If somebody... Busted underneath your eye like that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be upset. You're going to, you know, want to avenge. You know what I'm saying? The bottom of your eye. And that's when he ran and started going at the LeBron was once he saw blood. I mean, that's just common sense. I don't understand why Shannon Sharp didn't understand that. You ain't do that when he was right there. Well, when he was right there, there was no blood pouring from his damn eye. But once he seen like, oh, hell no, I'm bleeding. I'm about to whoop LeBron ass. That's when he went crazy, right? So my thing is this. Yes, he should have had some self-control. Yes, he shouldn't have, you know, ran, you know, after him twice like he did. But can we give it up to him for the fact that he really stepped to LeBron? Like, that, that's some bold shit. He want to give a fuck with you, LeBron? I, yeah, I looked up to you like many of people, but you're not about to just, bam, backhand me like a black mama. And then be like, oh, my bad. <laughs> you know, LeBron just... My bad. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was kind of dirty. I think LeBron was kind of playing dirty. And that's, and you know, and, and being he's only 20 years old, he's probably embarrassed because imagine getting backhanded by your idol. You know, I'm just bam. Probably embarrassed as, as well. You know what I'm saying? We're all human beings. Nobody wants to get slapped in public, let alone you get hit so bad that you're bleeding. But I think at this point, you know, he may want to think about playing in the damn NFL. I, the way he was whoo, whoo, pushing people out the way and, you know, they thought he was about to go to the locker room. He was like, bitch, you thought? You thought? <laughs> the way he was running through people and knocking folks over. I'm like, well, damn, is this, are you, were you meant to be in the NBA? I think you're in the wrong National Sports Association, sir. You should have signed up for the NFL because those were NFL moves. I mean, I was shook. I said, well, damn. Somebody needs to recruit his ass. Maybe he needs to play two sports like Bo Jackson. Remember Bo Jackson? I think he played like football and baseball. Deion Sanders played two sports and shit. Maybe Isaiah Stewart needs to play two sports 
NFL and NBA. Because that was some good-ass footwork, okay? I was shooketh. So anyhow, you know, now everything has come down. And let me go back to, for the people who don't know about the Malice in the Palace, let me explain that. The Malice in the Palace was back in 2004. It was Ron Artez, oh God, Steven Jackson, uh, George Floyd's bootleg twin. He was involved in it. But props to Steven Jackson. He jumped in the crowd to have Ron Artez's back. And I think they ended up even like finding Reggie Miller, which was crazy because he was trying to break it up. But basically, once again, it was with the Detroit Pistons. And there's always been this rivalry with, with Detroit. And, um, you know, Ron Artez tried to pull himself from this situation and, you know, I guess just lay out on the on the damn table. And one of the fans threw beer at him. And the beer just hit Ron Artez all over the face. And Ron Artez... He jumped into the crowd, punched the wrong fan. The fan who threw the beer at him jumped in trying to fight Ron Artez. Ron Artez, then at that point, Steven Jackson jumped in and they whooped the fans' asses, okay? And this whole situation kind of messed up. It made the NBA look really bad. It made them look ghetto. And um, there was a lot of fines, a lot of suspensions and things like that. So it was a lot. A lot happened with the Malice in the Palace and that kind of changed Ron Artez's, you know, NBA life. I don't think he ever got a big enough shine as he did when he was with the Indiana Pacers. I think after that, his career just kind of, you know, fell off a little bit. So anyhow, oh, I see a bunch of trucks. I okay, Agent Matt must be in the house. All I see is trucks in here. But um, what you call it? So that was what the Malice in the Palace was. And if you watch those old videos, this situation was nothing like the Malice in the Palace. So now all of the, the consequences have been handed down, right? So they have suspended LeBron James for one game. And Isaiah Stewart, the victim, he was suspended for two games. So let me go ahead and share this news clip with y'all real quick. It's just really short. But a lot of people kind of feel a way about the, about the penalty. They're saying it's not, you know, it's not fair. Why is LeBron only getting one game suspension when he purposely hit him? And Isaiah Stewart is getting a lot more. So let me share my screen with y'all here real quick. Give me just a second. James has been suspended by the NBA, and most people think his punishment is a joke. The league suspended him one game for blasting Pistons big man Isaiah Stewart right in the face, which left him gushing blood. Now, here's why people are upset. Stewart got a two-game suspension. So the guy whose face got busted up got twice the punishment. Stewart did lose his, you know what, and was charging at a lot of people, but, you know, he didn't start it. LeBron will miss the Lakers game tonight at the Knicks. Both guys, by the way, will be back when the two teams play again this Sunday in L.A. So we'll see um, what that pregame little handshake. All right, let me come back on the screen. Okay, so that's why a lot of people feel the way, like, okay, so he only got a one-game suspension, And if you go back in 2015, it's very interesting. That's why I said I feel like LeBron definitely gets special treatment. And I get it. You know, he's the king. But back in 2015, J.R. Smith was suspended for two games during the playoffs. He did the same thing to Jay Crowder. He basically, once again, backhand him like a black mama. And and Jay Crowder, he fell on the ground. He was grabbing his left side. You know, he didn't jump up and fight J.R. Smith because he knew better, okay? J.R. Smith is kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So he just laid there. You know what I'm saying? He just laid there like a dead fish and cried, okay? 
So yeah, Jay handled it okay. He didn't jump up trying to fight like Isaiah Stewart. But J.R. Smith was suspended for two games. So a lot of people are comparing that situation like, well, hold up now. J.R. Smith was suspended for two games, but yet and still LeBron James was only suspended for one. He basically did the same thing that J.R. Smith did in 2015. And then the victim in this, Isaiah, was suspended for two games. But I think the reason why Isaiah got more time is because of his behavior. You know, when they first calmed him down, then he turned into an NFL player and was, you know, dodging and ducking and pushing people out the way and shit like he was out there on the damn gridiron. Okay. So the whole situation was interesting to me. It was definitely interesting to watch a lot of the guys talk about it. You know, I was watching a lot of, you know, men give their recaps. A lot of it was just, you know, LeBron James dick writing. He can do no wrong. LeBron James is that guy. So I didn't like that. I just felt like if you're going to do commentary, be fair, be fair. LeBron knew what he was doing. And maybe he didn't mean to hit him that hard, but, and I get it, it's basketball. Trust me, accidents happen. And LeBron James himself has also been hurt. I mean, let me be fair to him. Let me show y'all this picture. I mean, LeBron has definitely, you know, had his fair share of bruises and stuff like that. So I'm never going to take that away from him. He's a, you know, he, he plays hard. This is a picture of LeBron James bleeding. So he too has bled on the court. You know, he's, he's suffered injuries from people, you know, bam, elbowing him and stuff like that. But, you know, LeBron James was playing kind of dirty. Can we just all admit this? LeBron James was kind of playing a little bit dirty, and he kind of got a little bit besides himself. But, you know, hopefully he was able to reach out to him because I know he was trying to reach out to Isaiah. Hopefully he reaches out to him. They can apologize, make up, and I'm here for Sunday's game. Yeah. So anyways, let me see here. Y'all keep talking about Agent Matt. I, I like keep seeing his trucks. Um, oh, Agent Matt joined the membership. Okay. And he changed his name to Matt Daddy Trucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining the membership, Agent Matt. Um, let me see. Oh, and he also sent a $50 super chat. Thank you. He says, what's trucking? We out here. Let me get my pledge out the way early. Looking good as always. Thank you, Agent Matt. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for coming through. Thank you for joining the membership. Um, Y'all are such a mess. Oh, my gosh. All I see is trucks and hearts. Y'all stop. So, yeah, no, I appreciate you. Thank you for the support. I really, really appreciate it. Um, So, <laughs> let me read the rest of these super chats. <laughs> I see Johnson sent $4.99. She says, Auntie looking like a sexy great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Lauren L says, Love you, T. Love that purple. You look amazing. Thank you so much, Lauren. Appreciate you. I am Ariane said $19.99 says, Okay, we see you now. Hey T. Hey sis. Thank you for coming through tonight. Appreciate you. Jessica J sent $199 says, you got me in a call center sneaking, honey. Love you. I love you too. And you know what I'm saying? Have fun sneaking. You know what I'm saying? Keep that headset. This is what I used to do. Keep my headset on. Keep the screen on. Keep the phone right there on a little thing, you know, a little stand. And you know, while you helping the customer, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay. And then look, yeah. You get to do it. I used to do the same thing. So thank you for coming through, sis. Um, Rock and roll Diana Senfai says, sending some love. Gonna save to listen at work tomorrow to help me pass the day. Perfect. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Nick Ogre says, you are glowing tonight. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for coming through, love. 
Lauren says, she's in funny and she says, love you T. When will the discord be open again? Thank you for your work. Everybody hit that like button. Yes, y'all hit that like button. If you like my breakdown of the whole situation, hit the like. Thank you so much. I'm not sure right now when the discord will be open. Um, it may not be until the new year. Um, right now we're doing the Friendsgiving and we got Christmas coming up. I have to have surgery. So it's a lot. I don't want to take in a bunch of new people and I'm not going to be able to be in the discord like that as I am healing. So probably won't be until probably January for now. But thank you so much for the super chat. Um, let's see here. L-Town says, thank you for your videos. T. Yaws make me smile when I'm feeling down. XOXO Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. And thanks for coming through, sis. Um, Elise sent 10. She says, you did a wonderful job with the Astroworld doc. You deserve all your success. We appreciate you. Stay blessed and warm and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And that documentary took a lot, honey. It's a lot. I think that's why I'm catching up on my sleep. It was very mentally, emotionally, and spiritually draining. You know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely staying on top of this story. There's just a lot. There's a lot of nuances. You know, there's even more stuff going on now. Um, but I don't know if there'll be a part three. People are asking for a part three and a part four. I'm like, this isn't a Dragon Ball Z series, y'all. You know, I don't know if there's going to be a part three, but I'm definitely going to stay on top of it. And um, I just really appreciate everybody who's just watched it and who's just given me very positive feedback on it. And I'm going to do more. I'm trying to think of like what topics I want to hit next, but I'm definitely going to do more documentary style um, videos like that, that are longer where I can just be free to edit and use music. Like it just, it was, you know, even though the topic was heavy, it was nice and it was fun to go back to like the old me, right? The old YouTube, what YouTube was about literally telling a story, you know, really editing, putting things together. So that was, you know, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed putting those two masterpieces together. So I want to think about doing something else. Um, maybe the young doll situation. I'm, I'm really debating. There's a lot of esoteric things that I'm seeing with that whole killing. Um, a lot of the things I'm seeing on social media, but I'm, I'm trying to debate, you know, but there'll, there'll be more. I, I'm definitely going to do more, especially being that people really liked it and you guys are supporting. So there's definitely going to be more, but they take a long time. You know, there's not nothing I can do in 24 hours. So I'll probably be working on it as I'm working on other stuff. So thank you. Um, let's see here. What's up, Ronald Harvey from the Discord? So Ronald says, I think LeBron intentionally did what he did to get Isaiah off of him, but I don't think he intentionally meant to hit him in the face like that. Yeah, I think he did. You know, I think it was he was getting tired of Isaiah's defense, like, you know, like back up off of me. But I do think that he intentionally meant to hit him. I don't think that he thought it was going to be that much force. I agree with you with that. I don't think he thought he was going to bust his eye like that and have him bleeding like a damn stuffed pig. I don't think he foresaw that, but it did happen, you know? So I just think that at this point, people need to stop acting like LeBron can do no wrong. Everybody makes mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Including King James. But let's keep it real, Ronald. If that was LeBron, now, I mean, LeBron has been hurt and stuff like that, but y'all know when Le if anybody pushes him too hard, if they do something to make him, he, LeBron is laying down on the ground, rolling around. Oh, oh, technical, technical. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, you know, he likes to play victim sometimes on the court. Let's keep that real. You can just lightly blow on LeBron. He, it's like, damn, LeBron, are you okay, sir? It wasn't that serious, bro. 
So let's keep it real now. LeBron can be a little bit extra on the court. You know what I'm saying? When people are, are doing things to him. He may not have rushed, he may not rush anybody like Isaiah Stewart's ass, but LeBron has been very extra. We've all seen him rolling around on the ground and pretending to cry. <laughs> okay, all right, LeBron, we agree with you. That person filed, that person was wrong. All of a sudden, there's no more tears. He'll go from this to hooping again. Well, damn, LeBron, I thought you had hurt your ankle. I, I, I thought, you know, I thought that push was so hard you was going to be out the rest of the game. Oh, now you're hooping. Oh, okay, okay, we see you, Ron. Yeah, I can tell I love talking. I love talking about sports. It's it's a nice break from the monotony. But yeah, LeBron can be extra, you know what I'm saying? But I you you can't, you know, he got them rings, you gotta give him his props. But you know, I just I just couldn't imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. That'd be very interesting. But one thing is that LeBron is gonna handle himself and carry himself a certain way. So I do respect that, but he knew what he was doing with that with that backhanded slap. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Shelly says Westbrook looked like he was ready for whatever. Tell me Russell Westbrook did not have you cracking up. He had that stance. Oh, he was ready to fight the whole Detroit, the, the whole Detroit Pistons team. I said, I know Russell Westbrook ain't out here in the fucking gangster stance, okay? Bad enough you be seawalking every damn chance you get when <laughs> now he out here ready to fight. He wanted to take out the whole team for LeBron. Then you see Anthony Davis. You know I had to. You know I had to get up there because that's my brother. Well, nobody go. Okay, Anthony, just just relax. We know that we, you know we go. You go over there for Taco Tuesday, sir. We know you look up to LeBron. But the way Russell Westbrook, he wanted all that smoke. He was like, who's who? Who wants some of LeBron? Okay. <laughs> Russell wanted all the smoke. I was here for that. I was here for that. I like Russell Westbrook. He's funny. And then it was funny when he found that at the end that they gave him a, a technical. He was like, hold on, what? I'm trying to figure out the hell I got in trouble. <laughs> Russell is funny. I like him. He's funny. Um, let's see here. Uh, Gwen27405 says, T. LeBron is a dirty player. I've never liked him. Mmm. Mmm. You know, LeBron does, you know, he, he does what he got to do, honey. He said he going to get these championship rings. He going to do what he got. If he got to roll around on the ground and play like he's hurt and then get up and hoop, he going to do that. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Uh, Whoop, it's Nia says, love you always, T. Smash the like button, notification bell, y'all. Prayers for a speedy healing and success. Thank you so much, love. I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Um, Antonio sent five and says, Hey T love you and your content. I find it funny that Malcolm X alleged killers were exonerated and now his daughter just passed away. Ooh, yes. I found that very, very interesting as well. A matter of fact, I had wanted to hit on that near the end, but being that you bought up, <laughs> you paid to talk about it. Let's go. Let me see if I have it still pulled up here. Um, yes. If y'all do not know his daughter, Malika Shabazz. Now she is one of the twins. Now let me go ahead and bring y'all. You, you see, I just jumped from topic to topic. Talk about sports. We're gonna go back into history. So when Malcolm X was assassinated, <clears throat> his wife Betty Shabazz was pregnant. She was pregnant with twin girls. Okay, uh, Malak and Malia. So they were the youngest. They were the last of his, you know, of the six kids. So one of the twins just was found dead in her apartment. So let me share this with y'all really quick. This is really sad. They don't know what killed her, though. They're saying they have no idea. So that's her. That's uh, Malika. So that just came out 
today that she was found dead in her apartment. But peep this tea. So about, I want to say, was it, maybe y'all can, if I'm wrong, I want to say it's about maybe a week, two weeks ago, it came out. There was some type of FBI informant, old school NYPD guy. He was involved with the case. On his deathbed, he wrote a letter and he gave it to his nephew or something and said that once he dies, read this letter, get it out to the public. And he signed it. He had it notarized and everything. He said that he was a part of the NYPD and it was the NYPD who set Malcolm up to be killed. They were behind his murder and the two guys that had been arrested and had been rotting in prison for the past 50 years, they're innocent. So now they're fighting to get those guys out. All this came out like two weeks ago because I've been sipping on this Malcolm X tea. I ain't talked about it, but you know, I, I keep up with the news. So this came out about two weeks ago and then it was announced today that the daughter died. And I'm like, what in the world? So I don't know. They, and they don't have a cause of death yet. So I don't know what caused it. But the guys who are in prison right now for killing Brother Malcolm, they may get out. So, the, But we know the whole case with Malcolm X has never sat well with anybody. You know what I'm saying? They really tried to destroy him. And the sad part is he already had the feds after him. And then you had jealousy in the nation of Islam. A lot of people were jealous and they were claiming that he was wrong for blasting, you know, Elijah Muhammad and all his, you know, pedo behavior and, you know, messing with underage girls and knocking people up, not using protection. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just basically a hypocrite and Malcolm was not down for that. And because these people were so infatuated with the man that they thought Elijah Muhammad was, they kind of turned their backs on Malcolm. And I remember I watched a documentary. Matter of fact, we watched it on the Discord. We watched it on Vice the other day, the little Vice app. Remember, we all watched the whole Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X thing. Put a teacup if you were there. We did the, it was probably like 30 of us, when a whole lot of us. But we watched it. I said, hey, I want to watch this Malcolm X thing on Netflix. Who wants to watch it with me? Folks came through. We all watched it. And remember, that was one of Muhammad Ali's biggest regrets, is that when he last saw Malcolm X, he shunned him. He didn't want to speak to him. Malcolm X was very, very hurt about that. Because he basically helped to bring Muhammad Ali into the nation. You know, so that was one of Muhammad Ali's biggest regrets. But the daughters had since made up and, and all, you know, Muhammad Ali's daughters and, you know, were really cool with him. And they were cool with Malcolm X's daughters. So the daughters made up for it. But, yeah, that's it's, it's on Netflix if y'all want to watch it. So, um, yeah, so thank you so much, Antonio, for that, for that super chat. I hope that kind of explains it to people who didn't know what was going on with the Malcolm X situation. But it's going to be very interesting to see what actually, you know, what made her pass. You know, it's a lot of death going on lately. So it's very sad. Um, but thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Queen C. Hey, sis. She says, hey, sis, just stopping by, sending some love. I'd watch a three-hour video of you talking about water. You're amazing. Love you, sis. Love you, too. And thank you so much. Appreciate you. So let me go ahead. I want to... Talk about this next topic here. So we hit on the little. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me go back to basketball. Did y'all see KD's ankles? They are roasting him on the internet. His ankles look terrible. Let me see. Ciao. And so now he's mad. He's mad because people are roasting his ankles. If y'all see these pictures, you'll be like, this can't be life. You got way too much money for your skin to be looking like alligator skin, KD's ankles. And he is mad, honey. Ooh! 
Ooh. Oh, let me show y'all this in case y'all missed this tea. Look at this man's ankles. There's no excuse for this bullshit. I mean, like, what part of the game is this? I mean, he needs Jergens, Vaseline, Crisco, vegetable oil, shea butter, hog marks. Just rub the whole hog on your ankle, KD. This is just sad. Somebody said his legs are so ashy he can start a fire. It looks like a straight up twig. <laughs> it looks like a tree branch. KD, there is no excuse for this foolishness. My mom would have whooped our ass. You know black moms didn't play. You're not walking around the house. You're not leaving this house ashy or dirty or musty. You know black mamas didn't play. You better use that Irish Spring soap, Bath and Body Works. You're not walking out the house with your skin looking like that. Musty, dirty, nothing, because it's a reflection of the household. So I, they, Mama KD, you need to get up on him. This is ridiculous. This man has way too much money for his ankles to look like this. So people have been roasting him. Look at this. Hell, they say it look like dry age rib. <laughs> Katie's ankle. <laughs> They've been going in on him. So finally, KD responded. Okay, he's upset. He responded. He said he's tired of the internet. So let me show y'all his response, child. You know, you know how they love to respond as soon as, you know, when shit get too hard. This is his response. Let me share my screen. I said, KD wants all the damn smoke and needs to look at his ankles. So KD says, somebody says, LOL, KD, you should have just took a pic in the lotion aisle at the store and then posted the video with the caption, which one? So KD replied back and he says, I'm about to pull my y'all broke card in a second. Fuck y'all. Really, KD? So he's good. So his response is, everybody's broke. F y'all. We may be broke, but we can afford lotion, brother. Okay? We may not have KD money, but we can all afford a, a damn jar of Vaseline. Our ankles ain't looking like that. So just stop. Money can't buy your class and it can't buy your moist ankles. <laughs> and I love me some KD. KD's that dude. But them ankles, shit, they tell a whole nother story. <laughs> Look like you can rub his ankles together and start a fire. What you doing? Start the fire with KD's ankles. <laughs> okay, let me stop for you cussing me out. Like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> Katie out here struggling, boy. That don't make no sense. You and then you know, and then you know, this is not the, the damn NBA of the 90s. All these kids do is roast people online. That's all they do. That's all they're good for. They sit around, look for the for the, the main thing they can find to roast you. So you know you're getting on national television. You gotta have your legs moisturized, have them ankles lotioned up. Okay. If they can, when they can't talk about your game because your game's on point, they're going to find something else to go in on and it ended up being his damn ankles. <laughs> so yeah, that was his clap back towards everybody. That shit had me cracking up. I'm like, okay, Katie's big mad. He's real mad. Uh, let's see here. Miss um, Melanated Sim 499 says, yet another reason I don't think LeBron is the GOAT. Mm, thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. 
Jasmine, the realtor says, got to catch the playback. Just wanted to send some love. Thank you so much. Anonymous 6307 says, because you are awesome and an inspiring chickadee tea. I'm glad you were able to rest. I always put your rest first. We will always support you no matter what. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Simone Wealthy sent 10 says, hey T, the men convicted of killing Malcolm X have been in and out of jail. Two of the three were exonerated last Thursday as they weren't in the building. I do not think it was a coincidence that his daughter died. Mm. So they're already out, have been out of jail. Two of the three were exonerated. Because I remember the one guy, the one who had like the less to do with it, he got out a few years ago, like maybe like eight, nine years ago. So remember I did a YouTube video on it. So these last two guys were already out. Mm. That's interesting. So thank you for that update. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Notoriously Zen says those ankles need a dermatologist stat. Yeah, something's going on with them ankles, honey. Them ankles is rough. You need to put some damn, I can't believe it's not butter on them damn ankles. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> okay, next topic. We're going to get out that man's ankles, honey, before he cuts me out. Like, Tio, we're talking all this shit. Okay, let's get on the island boys. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about this shit. So for y'all who don't know who these island boys are, they went viral. About a month ago, I had posted on Instagram. You know, I didn't know what to think of these. I'm like, I don't know who these little white boys are. They're talking about their island boys. I'm going to go, 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 or some shit. I'm an island boy. And I'm just like, well, what part of the islands are y'all from? Are y'all from the uh, the strong, from my uh, Staten Island? Like, what kind of, you know what I mean? They look like they're from Florida, but I'm like, y'all don't look like y'all are from the islands. Like, what island are y'all from? You know, I was trying to figure that shit out. So, oh, here it is. Let me show y'all my Instagram. I had posted them a few months ago. I don't want to play the whole music because I don't want to get flagged. We having a good time right now. But let me just show y'all a bit of who I'm talking about. So I posted this a few months ago, or last month, one of a few months, just last month. This is these little white boys. Come on, they came out and said they was Cuban. I'm an island boy, and I've been trying to make. Oh, I'm an island boy. I'm just island boy. I'm just island boy. I'm gonna get cute white boy. You're gonna like keep that gun. I'm gonna just turn that sign. Okay, so I bet I'm playing a little snippet. See, everybody was on the little Shalom Black. And shout out to Shalom Black. Um, that's my sister. I hope you're doing okay, Shalom. Um, but she was one of the ones who commented. She was like, it's too early for this. But I basically said, what Caribbean island are these dudes from? I'd like to know. I get Staten Island mixed with Ratchet Florida vibes. Maybe I'm wrong. So they were viral. And, um, you know, I thought, okay, whatever. You know, they want to wear their hair crazy. Then people were like, you know, saying they're white and they're saying well, they're Cuban. But, you know, there's white Cubans. There's different ethnicities in Cuba. They're clearly white Cubans with a Kodak black hairstyle. So I didn't think too much of them. I knew they were going to go viral. Um, they were going to be the next big thing on social media because anything, you know, goes viral on social media. And so then the other day, somebody has sent me a video of them. The one, his name is Fly Soldier. And so he was basically crying and acting like he was so depressed. He has sold his soul. He said that he sold his soul, you know, to the man below. Okay. So let me... Pull that video up here. Give me just a second. See if I can find it here. 
Yeah, the whole it's just it's just a mess. So it's like a whole minute video. I don't want to play the whole thing. I'm trying to find like a short clip. Okay, I think this might be a short clip that somebody posted. Give me just a second. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show y'all this video really quick. So I haven't been happy ever since. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, yo, man. Y'all ain't gotta believe me. And it what it is, I, I, like, I'm not even capping. It's because, listen, I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I had to do it because I was trying to make it, like, you feel me? Like, and as of when I was, like, selling my soul, um, Like, there was things that I could sacrifice about and stuff like that, and I sacrificed myself. I could have sacrificed anybody, but, like, but when you sell your soul, you got to sacrifice someone that you would love, and I sacrificed myself and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I did it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I couldn't do it with nobody that I love. The demon asked me, uh, are you sure you want to sacrifice yourself? You sacrifice someone that you love? I said, no. Nah. But when you sell your soul, you feel me? You got to, you got to, um, it's not what how people say it is. You, you really got to, like, you really got to pick. You understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and you get anything you want. You get to be rich. You get to, you get to be, you get to have fortune. You get to. You have to have everything, everything you ever wanted. You feel me? But you can think I'm cap. I'm not tripping. I did it a week ago. I haven't been happy ever since. Okay, anyway. So <laughs> I did it a week ago. I ain't been happy ever since. So that's the video that went viral. So everybody was talking about that on social media. Like, okay, he sold his soul. Like, what the hell was he thinking? And all this shit. Then it came out today, child. The devil finally responded. I guess the devil's struggling too, honey. Because he responded with a damn fashion Nova deal. I'm a Eileen boy. I'm a fashion Nova boy. Oh, I'm a fashion Nova man. Better go with fashion Nova drip. We be dripping, y'all. We be styling, y'all. Like it's all hot boy, yeah. Oh, I'm an island boy. I'm a fashion Nova boy. Like a grandma man, I put my fashion Nova jacket on. Oh, I'm an island. Child. Back in the day, the devil was giving out Illuminati black cards, honey. Now he's giving out fashion Nova brand. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. When I seen it on my timeline, I said, "Wait, hold up." So you mean to tell me, fly, fly, soldier boy, whatever the hell his name is, fly soldier? You sold your soul last week, and all you got was a fashion over deal, bruh. You could have got that without selling your soul. But you know, to be, you know, to just talk truth right now, I think it's really sad that at this point. Like a lot of young people are talking about this and, you know, talking about selling their souls. Like they're not even seeing like the ramifications of this. And a lot of times they're talking, just be talking. It's like they're trying to normalize 
just low energy, you know what I'm saying, selling to the soul, signing a contract with the devil. Like these are real things. And the fact that they're trying to brag about it and act like this is okay and this is normal, this is what they did and why he did it was because he wanted fame. He wanted to, you know, to get money and things like that. First of all, they're not even from a poor family. They're from a pretty well-to-do Cuban family. So I don't know what's up with the two of them and all these weird-ass tattoos. But I just hate the fact, like, you know, evil is just being so normalized. And if you go back and you watch old um, videos, who's that man who talked about selling his soul? He looked like he couldn't even sleep at night. That old white man with the guitar. I always forget his damn name. Y'all know. Y'all write it in the chat. Because he talked about it years ago to, like, to that, to... uh. What was the interview on ABC? He was like, yeah, I sold it to the... Bob Dylan thing. I knew y'all was going to get... Thank you, Brianna. I knew you was going to come through, Bob Dylan. Let me see if I can find his interview. I don't know why people think like this is cute. It's just weird that people still brag about this. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is. It's like just a short clip. They're going to keep playing. They're going to end up like damn Bob Dylan. Shit. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. You know, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where uh, I am now. Should, should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and this earth and then, uh, and then in the world we can't see. Mm. Like I said, they're going to keep on playing with these entities thinking it's a joke. He gonna, and you see Bob Dylan look like he ain't slept in about five years. You know, with the, the, the chief down below that we can't sleep. I mean, see. Well, he about to follow. <laughs> so I don't know. I just I just find it very disturbing that so many young people are just normalizing this. And I also think part of the normalization, too, is like in the cartoons, you know, where they're trying to normalize, you know, the devil is something fun and friendly that you have shows like Lucifer and stuff like that. You know, I just, yeah. Remember, yeah. Thank you, um, Lucifer Obama. That's an interesting name. Talking about Sukiana. Remember, Sukiana was doing all that crying about how, you know, they wanted her to sell her soul. And then at some point, I guess she must have sold it, you know, and everything else. But yeah, it's like, I just think it's really sad that so many kids are just trying to act like this is a game and this is funny. And I just, you know, because he was viral for that and a lot of people were talking about that, you know, that he admitted to selling himself to the devil. And then now he's getting fashion over deals and he's going even more viral, you know. So the whole thing is just very interesting. A lot of these people, I feel like who pop up and go viral on social media, they're definitely pushed and they're pushed for a reason. They're pushed to push an agenda. You know what I'm saying? You have so many kids out here who are smart, who are articulate, who have themselves together, but they never go viral. They never push through the algorithm. You know, kids who are talking about opening up their own business, trying to maintain in college, you know, that's boring. But kids who have, a, you know, 50 million tattoos on them at 20 and, you know, who are struggle rappers, they're viral. And I think that's like the saddest part in all of this. Somebody says... Uh, these people make me lose brain cells. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yes, I just thought that whole situation was a hot mess. I had to kind of roast them today about that. Like, 
Really? Y'all was up here bragging about selling your soul and that's all you got? You didn't even get invited into the Illuminati? Like, what's up with that shit? I be asking for a damn refund. Let's see here. Fly Girl T says, T, have you heard that Dollar Tree has officially raised their prices to $1.25? The Shade Room is going off about it. Yeah, I heard they were talking about um, raising the price, I think like last month. So now it's official. I don't blame them. I don't know why people are shocked. One, inflation. Have y'all seen the price of meat? You know, and I don't eat meat like that, but I know the price of meat is a lot more expensive. Bacon, even when I went to go get stuff for Thanksgiving, I mean, I damn near, I probably come out of pocket over $250 with just like, and that was just, and I didn't even buy the turkey because my brother's, you know, getting the turkey. That was just for side dishes, you know, so everything has gone up. So we shouldn't be shocked that the Dollar Tree is like, well, we can't continue to only charge a dollar because- then they'll be losing money, you know? So, I mean, it sucks. They might want to change their name to the dollar twenty-five tree, but I'm not surprised. This is the world that we're living in now. Everything has gone up. You still have all them ships out there, you know, in the state of Cali that are waiting to be unloaded with goods and stuff like that. So, like I've been saying all summer, we're heading towards a dark winter and that dark winter is officially here. So, a lot of things are a lot more expensive the cost of heating is going to be more this year. Um, electricity, everything, everything's going up. So I'm not surprised at all. So thank you for the super chat, love. Let's see here. Double-edged sources. Hey, T, these two remind me of Ren and Ten in the movie Brown Sugar, another gimmick that will be pushed by Hollywood. I definitely agree. Thank you so much. Um, Maxine Johnson says, why they look like Cash Me Outside? And the sad part is they're going to blow up like Cash Me Outside, too. You know, she's a certified millionaire now. But all the kids of color who went on those type of shows and were bad and stuff like that, they were never able to monetize it. So that's the sad part. Um, Jan Phillips says, the Island Boy Challenge on TikTok had me dying laughing. I also saw another video where he said he had the option to sell his soul, but he didn't. That might have been the other twin because this twin clearly sold his soul. I don't know about the other twin, though, the one that he goes by the name Cody Red or something like that. I think that's his name. Um, K Bob Senfi says, Love you, T. Love you, too. Thank you for the super chat. Nairobi1234 says, In Kenya, we have genies in the coast and they give you whatever you want, but you have to pay with human flesh. Accidents and random deaths are genies feeding. Ooh, I haven't heard of that. That's very interesting. Thank you so much for that super chat. So that's in Kenya. That's interesting. It sounds, especially if you're saying that they're by the coast, that sounds like almost like water spirits. But thank you. Um, Christine Johnson says, all the positive stuff gets ignored. All the negative evil stuff goes viral. Shake my head, the wicked. Keep God first. Love you, T. Love you too. And thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Thank you. Um... Francisco Zunga says, hola, Curita. This is Locus Magnastar325 from the Discord. Wanted to share my good fortune with you. I paid off my 17K in 12. Credit is 810 plus. I wanted to show you some love. Do you? Thank you so much, Francisco. Appreciate you. And I swear there's nothing like having an 800 plus credit score. 
Okay, when you know you can go into any store and apply for something and you don't have to sit there and hold your breath and hope it gets approved because you know it's going to be approved because that credit score is on point. So congratulations to you for paying down your debt and fixing your credit score. I'm really happy for you. So thank you so much for just, you know, sending me some love. I appreciate that. So thank you. Um, Let's see here. Ngozi Santoni says, hey, team, mommy, just showing some love. I really enjoyed the last Zoom. Hope you and yours enjoy your holidays. Thank you so much. And yeah, the last Zoom was off the chain. Jose came through straight dropping some knowledge about the soles of the feet. I was here for that. I was here for that. And now I just look at the whole situation different. So yes, that last Zoom meeting was off the chain. So thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, Rona Full Sent 20 says, here's, a, hold on, there's a trilogy called Berserk where people can have whatever they want, desired if they sacrifice their loved ones and become demons for the God hand. Has got, has got vibes or Game of Thrones vibes. I definitely recommend. There's so much representation to not be real. Thank you so much. And you know, a lot of people said that too. Remember when Kanye West came out and said that he, you know, sacrificed his mom and all he got was a crappy deal, was a few toys and a happy meal. Remember that went viral a few years ago. So I definitely believe that people can do that, but I just, I don't think it's worth it at all. But thank you. Um, Let's see here. Fly Girl T says, am I bad? The price rising for Dollar Tree is coming in a few months. Forgot to mention that. Okay. Thank you so much. And then let's see here. Tom 10 Production says, my mom ordered... Couches a year ago and they still have not come. The supply chain demand is real. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's just not here. A lot of companies, you know, that are just backed up. Even when you go to the mall, like the, the shelves are basically bare in a lot of stores. There's not a lot. I went to Burlington like a week and a half ago. There's like barely anything in there. Everything's been picked through. Nothing is being replenished. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot. You can see it now when you physically go out. It's It's crazy. Um, so let me go ahead here. How long have I been on? Oh, shit. 50 minutes. Damn, time be flying when we're having fun. It don't even feel like it. Oh, my goodness. Time is just flying here. Let me see. What else did I want to get on? Okay, I just got a few more things I want to touch on. Okay, Summer Walker. Everybody's talking about the situation with Summer Walker. As we all know, she dropped that fire-ass album. A lot of people was feeling that. And then all of a sudden she came out yesterday and she has a new tattoo on her face. So this is the latest tattoo. Um, it's of her boyfriend, Larry, and people was roasting her in the country. They were like, who the fuck is Larry? And why would you get Larry's name tatted on your face? And you need to heal. And Larry got her name above his eyebrow. So a lot of people were talking about this. Um, she's captioned it best friend, but people are not feeling this at all. They're not feeling it. So she has since come out and she's kind of low-key addressed it. So let me go ahead and show you guys what she had to say here. She wrote two, two things kind of addressing it because people were going in on her. Hold on. Okay, here it is. It says, it's funny how life works. I never thought right after experiencing the lowest point of my life, I'd be the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. God is good. And then she goes on to say this. Let me also share this as well. 
So she says, the moral of the story is, if you listen to my album, learn from your mistakes, pick yourself up, heal, find happiness, and most importantly, move on. Now, let me say this. I agree with that. I don't think once you've gone through a breakup, you should just sit and sulk. You know, yes, maybe for a while you're sad, but eventually you move on. But why does part of the moving on process mean permanently tattooing somebody's name on your face of all places? I just, I don't agree with that. You know, it's one thing, you know, tattooing somebody's name on you is a big commitment in any damn way. Because if you break up, the shit is still there. I can attest to that, okay? Um, So that's a big commitment. But I'm not going to... It's one thing if you have it like on your shoulder, on your back, or on your arm. You know, somewhere where you can hide it. Or where even if you want to laser it off, because they do have laser options, it's not going to be as painful and it's not going to scar your face. She can't even laser that off without it just looking a hot mess. You know, if you've ever seen somebody get a laser tattoo... There's multiple, multiple treatments. And it's just like, you know, it's one thing to re-fall in love and move on. And I'm happy that she's found somebody. But I just don't think that she needed to necessarily get his name tatted on her face. And I don't think he needed to get her name tatted on his face either, you know. And then some people are saying that people named Larry ain't shit. So I don't know. <laughs> That's what folks are saying in the comment section. Like, you know damn well, men named Larry ain't shit. You know, I don't know. I think I don't even know anybody named Larry, to be honest. I think I know one Larry and that's it. But um, yeah, I just, I think like she did that to kind of get under London on the track skin is what I'm feeling. Like to show like I'm really in love with this guy. So much so that I'm willing to tattoo him on my face. And I didn't even tattoo you on my body. I think that that's what she's trying to do. But it, it just, it comes off as you still need healing. Because if you're over it, then there's no reason to try and prove a point to London. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't, I just don't like, I think she's a beautiful girl. She does not need Larry's name tattered on. She doesn't even need any of these damn face tattoos. I'm, I mean, even the shit underneath her eye, I don't even know what that's supposed to be. The Chinese stuff on the side of her face. She has a lot of damn tattoos on her face. I don't think she needed any of them. She's a very pretty girl, you know, but when you get names on people, a lot of times people say that that can be a bad sign. Like when you get a name tatted because you eventually break up. So I don't know, but good luck to her and Larry. Somebody says my uncle's name is Larry. (laughs) Yeah, Larry's like an old man name. Come over here, girl. Come give Uncle Larry a kiss. <laughs> so, you know, she's going to get it. I get it, but I think she should have got it somewhere else. I just don't think either of them should have put it out in their face, you know, because I, I don't want a year from now when they break up, you know, there's all this crying about, oh, now I got to go get this lasered off and the pain. And there's a whole song about the pain of laser tattoos. I don't want to hear none of that shit. You knew what it was when you got it on your face. Deal with it, you know, but I, I hope her and Larry last a long time. You know, she's moved on quickly. He's willing to accept her daughter. Um, I think she said they had a relationship before back in 2014. Like she, so she's been known them. So it seems like she was with him at one point. They broke up. She went with London on the track. She was with London for a while. And then, you know, she got back with Larry and that's cool. You know, things like that happen all the time, but I just hope it's not a situation where she done tattooed him on his, on her face And then they end up, you know, the relationship ends up dissolving. And then there's all this heartbreak and, you know, Larry tattoo, you know, song number 10, Larry's tattoo. 
<laughs> song number 11. Had to get it lasered off. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Just enjoy your tattoo. Do not cry if it ends. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, definitely move on. But I don't, I don't think, you know, for young girls, I, I just... I, I don't think for young girls, they need to feel like that's the way that you show that you've moved on. You don't have to permanently ink your body to show the world that you've moved on. When the world knows that you moved on, it's something that the world just naturally sees. We see you being happy. We see you in love. We see the googly eyes. We see you, you know what I'm saying, blushing. That's when the world can say like, okay, cool. Summer has moved on. We're happy for her and Larry. But just physically putting something on your body permanently that doesn't mean anything. You know, if anything, now the world is going to bring you all types of raggedy energy, you know what I'm saying, and clowning you because you got the tattoo. So I think she was better off just doing what she's been doing, you know, just loving Larry and living her best life. So good luck to her and Larry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was going in on Larry. Do tattoos feel good on the face? You know what, um, being, I don't know, I have a tattoo, I have a whole foot sleeve, and that was probably like one of the worst pain, because there's no meat on your feet. Ain't no meat on your feet. Ain't no meat on your feet. That damn foot tattoo hurt. And I remember I would run into my tattoo artist. She was a, because there was the first time I ever had a girl tattoo me, because she had to redo what a guy did on my foot. This tattoo was trash, started fading. So the girl... Crystal, this one I live in North Carolina, but she was one of them goth chicks. So to see her, she she creeped me out. Like when I walked in, I said, "Oh hell no, you doing the tattoo? She look crazy as fuck." <laughs> Stretched out ears, half her hair was shaved. She had a bunch of face tattoos, crazy as hell. But she was cool. She was real fucking cool. And um, so I've never had a girl tattoo before. She was like, "Oh no, you gonna like this? You gonna like it?" But she did the damn thing. And this was probably like shit. 10, 15 years ago, that tattoo is still there. It's faded, like, because I have, like, a whole star scene on my foot. Like, some of the stuff I like, you know, like, the white part of your foot. Like, when, you know, if you're black, where the white part starts. Some of that stuff is kind of faded a little bit. So, she would always tell me when I would run into her, like, at Walmart and shit. She'd be at Walmart and everybody be looking at her. She just looked crazy. People look at her like, oh, she was cool as hell. She could tattoo her ass off. And um, she'd be like, you need to come back and get the tails of your star, because I had shooting stars. She's like, you need to get your tails, you know, touched up in like a year or two. I said, ma'am, they're just going to have to fade because it really hurt. So I don't know. I mean, I, the the damn, I mean, the foot tattoo I have, it's, it's gorgeous. It's lasted forever. She did the damn thing. But like there's certain parts like near my foot, like where the shooting star's tails are that have faded. Um, the star on my big toe, some of the star has a little bit faded because like I said, it's been like 15 years. So, I mean, yeah, I could get a touch-up, but uh, yeah, I think not. I'm too old. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool in my 20s. I'm not getting my foot retouched at damn near 40. I'm not doing it. I'm not interested, okay? So, it is what it is. So, yeah, does the face hurt? I don't know. Y'all tell me. Because y'all, it's y'all's generation that keeps tattooing y'all's damn faces, okay? When we were growing up, people who had face tattoos were seen as crazy, <laughs> I'm just saying, but now it's all the rage. I just, I would never get anything tatted on my face. That's just me. Okay. To each his own. I just, I just, I can't do it. Just like them Island boys and all them. I just, it's just weird. And then when you get so many of them, it, you start to look like you're possessed and there's something wrong with you. Like six, nine. How do you have six, nine just tatted all over your body over and over and over again? That shit is weird to me. Okay. That repetitiveness is just weird. So I don't know. Let me see. Have y'all 
most people in here don't have face tattoos. Nothing on my face, nothing on my feet. <laughs> the Maguana boys, <laughs> their face tattoos. My 17-year-old got a finger tat and it's fading. Yeah, finger tattoos, anything on the foot and finger, um, especially finger ones, they tend to fade because you're busy with your hands. You're washing dishes, washing your ass. So that tends to fade after a while, you know what I'm saying, from showering and, you know, putting lotion on. So a lot of finger tattoos are not really good. And, you know, back in the day, tattoo artists, they had ethics. They really did. They would tell you, I'm because it, it even took a while for me to get a foot tattoo, because even way back then, they weren't really tattooing feet. Because there are certain parts of your feet that are very sensitive. And if they hit the wrong nerve, it could, like, paralyze you. That was like, I don't know if it's real, but that's what people said. So in a lot of states, they wouldn't even do foot tattoos. You have to go to like special people who, who specialize in foot tattoos, for real. It wasn't like every tattoo shop. A lot of tattoo shops would be like, nope, we don't do foot tattoos. We don't do anything above the neck, you know, um, and they didn't do hands back then. They, you know, that's because a lot of them had ethics. You know what I'm saying? I used to like hang out at a tattoo shop when I was back in high school and they had a lot of ethics. Like they were just certain things because the person that you are at 16, when you come in wanting like, you know, I play for I play football for my high school. I want my high school jersey number tatted on me. OK, it's one thing to come in with. And back then you could get tattoos with your parents. Now, even if you have your parent, you can't get a tattoo at 16. But when we were younger, you could come in with a parent or somebody who pretended to be your parent. <laughs> we're not going to bust you out because there was a lot of, you know, what I'm saying fake moms taking people in the hood to go get tattoos. Right. So you could just come in with an adult and be like, this is my mom. And so that happened a lot. So people get like their jersey numbers or just different things. And the parents would find out, well, I didn't bring my son to go get a tattoo. And, you know, all hell would break loose. But I said that to say that like a lot of tattoo artists back then, they had, they had, I don't know, they just had more morals, you know, because they would always tell you who you are at 16, 17, 18 is not who you're going to be at 30. So you don't want to get a bunch of like shit from like, you know, the early 2000s tatted on you. You know what I'm saying? Because this may not be hit. Imagine if I got Von Dutch on my titty. Anybody fucking with Von Dutch like that? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to think about stuff like that. And I brought them up because I recently watched their documentary. That documentary was a hot mess. I don't know if y'all watched it on Hulu. The Von Dutch documentary was a hot mess. I do not like the way they shot it, the way it was edited. Stupid documentary. And y'all know I love documentaries. I was here for it. But it definitely did not give me Tiger King vibes. It just was not really a good doc. I don't think it was well shot. And everybody kind of like used everybody and stepped on each other. It was just a bunch of fucking weird ass criminals and backstabbers. And then the one guy killed his best friend. I just, I didn't like the documentary. I thought it was trash. But um, imagine if you got Von Dutch tatted on you back then and nobody wears it now, you know? So, but now it's just like, it's all about the money. You know, if you're willing to pay me money, yeah, I'll tattoo your whole face. Y'all give you a whole body sleeve. And I just I just think at this point, it's a bit much, you know, and I'm not trying to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. And that's your body. But you got to think about it. You're not going to be 20 forever. So what happens when you just got a face full of wrinkly ass tattoos and they're all coming together and they're all turning into like one big black blob? I don't know. I just think that's weird. You don't see many six year olds with a bunch of face tattoos. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, um, you know, it's starting to be. 
It's coming back a little bit, but let's not act like Von Dutch is that brand. It's, you know what I mean? Like you see Travis Scott, you see Kylie Jenner. All that is people trying to play off of nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? But for a long time, people stopped fooling with Von Dutch because if you know the history of Von Dutch, the guy was a racist and did not like the N-words and he didn't like Jews and all that stuff. So black people really shouldn't be so quick to go wear Von Dutch, but whatever. That's y'all's business. Um, yeah, I just always thought somebody says, what is Von Dutch? Ooh, child, you must be, uh, you must've been born in 2005, honey. You must be about 16, my son's age. If you don't know what Von Dutch is, that's a baby. She's like, what is Von Dutch, you guys? Yeah, she's about 16. Cause Von Dutch was that brand, honey. Um, but yeah, the new Tiger King 2 is out. I, what is that? With, okay, quick question. Am I the only prop, person having issues trying to stream Tiger King 2? It keeps freezing. It keeps, you know, it'll get to 79% and crash. I don't know if all y'all are trying to watch it at the same time, but some of y'all are going to have to go watch something else because I'm trying to watch it. This two nights in a row. I've gotten up to chapter two. I feel like Carol's husband was involved in a bunch of nefarious shit, fucking children in Costa Rica. Then the shit just keeps crashing. Is it just me having issues with the new Tiger King 2? Looking at the comments here. Yeah, there's a part two. That shit came out. Everybody's watching it because it's like it won't go past. Yes. Okay, so you are too. No. Yup. Child. That's not an answer. <laughs> She's going to say child. <laughs> I'm not giving it away. No issues. Yup, it's been out. No issues. Okay. I'm going to try it again tonight. I'm going to try it again tonight. Because I was really upset. That's probably why I went to bed early yesterday. It kept clocking. Fuck this shit, I'm going to bed. And I went to bed. I fell asleep about 1130, which is early for me. I was going to stay up and chill with, you know, the Tiger King people. But I don't know. I'm going to try it again. So somebody else says part two keeps crashing for you too. Okay. Notoriously Zen says she's having issues. Okay, so it's not just me. Okay, because I was hot. I said, now this is the second day, Netflix. But then if I want to watch Squid Game, plays with no issues. Y'all not going to move on from Squid Games and then run to Tiger King 2 and nobody else can watch it because it's clocking. <laughs> Man, I was hot. <laughs> I love me some Tiger King, so I'm, I'm trying to watch part two. I'm going to try again tonight and see what happens. Somebody said, I remember Tommy Hilfiger was involved with some racist shit. This generation must not know. The Tommy Hilfiger thing, I believe that was a rumor. Because that was addressed years ago. When they were saying that the uh, he was racist, he didn't want black people in his clothing. That was a rumor. Because if you guys know the history of Tommy Hilfiger, what they used to do back in the day. And there's a documentary on this on Netflix. I forget the name. But how a lot of these brands got popular they would go to new york city they would go to the hood they would go to brooklyn and manhattan and the bronx and they would give these kids free clothes they give them tommy hilfiger polo and then because you know new york was the city back then i mean new york is still the city but you know, well, it was way the city back in the 90s you know what i'm saying everybody looked to new york as the fashion capital so they would drop off bags of clothes in the hood and then these, they would go in and take pictures of these kids and these young people and, and merge it with hip hop. And that is really how Tommy Hilfiger and Polo and them really got their stamp, really blew up, especially with, within the black communities because they were giving away free clothes in the hood. So 
it's very ironic that you were giving these clothes to black people to market because it was free marketing. Black folks were just happy to have free clothes. Nobody was getting paid for wearing these clothes. And all of a sudden now you're crying about black people wearing your clothes. So I, I, that was just, a, that was a rumor. I believe that was addressed years ago. Another thing, remember Carl Kanai, they really got put on because of Tupac. And Tupac was so cool. Remember he was always wearing Carl Kanai in the 90s. Tupac, Carl Kanai, we're like, what the hell is Carl Kanai? But he really put them on and they never paid him. They just gave him free clothes. And so when they, once they started making money, they tried to pay him. He said, no, I'm just looking out, you know, for another black brother. And that was it. So a lot of folks didn't understand, you know, the power of marketing and influence. That is how Adidas blew up the way they did. Remember back in the eighties or yeah, eighties, like early eighties run DMC, my Adidas with the fat laces and the Kango hat. None of them were paid for any of that stuff. So this generation got it really good, man. Yup, Timberland boots. Thank you, Julius. Yes, look, look, Zidane says, T knows everything. Y'all don't forget shit. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> my mind still here. Yeah, now I don't forget anything, you know? And so these kids are very lucky to be able to monetize in the way that they're able to monetize themselves. Because in early hip hop, they weren't getting paid for that. You were happy to be able to have those designers put their fashion on you. You know, wearing them Nautica jackets and uh, Pelly Pale. Remember, they well, they still wear Pelly Pale in Chicago, honey. Y'all ain't never going to let that go, huh, Chicago? That's an old brand from the 90s. They still wear that shit. <laughs> but um, they would put all that stuff on, on, you know, entertainers, particularly, you know, black entertainers in hip hop. And us as fans, we'd run out and buy the Perry Ellis's, yup. We'd run out and buy all this stuff. And a lot of these celebrities, they weren't getting paid. They were just getting exposure, okay? Because they're in the latest, you know, Pelly Pell ad or they weren't in the music video. But now you have a lot of these kids, like the whole Fashion Over deal with them young boys. Trust me, they got a bag from Fashion Over. They're not wearing that Fashion Over shit, just be wearing it. Fashion Over definitely cut them a check. So a lot of these kids now are able to monetize themselves, you know, in ways that past generations never could have. You know, that's why everybody now thinks that they're a brand. Like, fool, you got five followers. I'm a brand. I'm a brand. No, not yet. You know, keep going. Keep growing. You'll eventually be a brand. But you can't be, you know, arrogant. I, I, I won't roll out of bed unless you pay me, five, you know, $500 to wear your clothing. You have five followers. Nobody's about to give you $500, sir. You got five followers. You need 500 first. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody now is just a brand. So it's very interesting. Yeah, you got to definitely look up the, the history of a lot of this fashion. Yup, Mark Echo. It was a lot of stuff back then. K-Swiss, Baby Fat. Mm-hmm. Yep. L.A. Gears. I had L.A. Gears. I sure did. I sure did. I, you couldn't tell me I wasn't from L.A., honey, in Minnesota with L.A. Gears on. But then, you know what I found out later on? No one in L.A. really wore L.A. Gears. They're like, that shit's whack. But everybody in the Midwest was like, oh, yeah, we're so L.A. <laughs> but L.A. people didn't really even wear L.A. Gears. They thought it was whack. So I don't know. I found that out later on in life. I said, oh, so you mean tell me I thought I was, you know, I thought I was that girl in fifth grade and y'all wasn't even wearing that shit? What? <laughs> Remember it came with the little keychain and shit? The LA gear keychain? <laughs> and my friends in LA was like, yeah, no, we didn't wear that to you. I was like, oh, well, bitch, we did. 
Yeah, Red Monkey. Remember Efuji jeans from Japan with them naked people on the back? Efugees. I remember my ex used to always wear them Efuji jeans. Mm-hmm. Juicy Couture. That farm. Y'all are bringing it back. Lugs. Oh, my gosh. Lugs. Eddie Bauer. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was so funny because back then it was only certain brands, but not everybody has a clothing line. Everybody has a brand. So now it's just been oversaturated. It's been very oversaturated. South Pole. I remember South Pole. Pepe jeans. Y'all are doing too much. Inichis. <laughs> Y'all are bringing it back. Okay. I've been out here for almost an hour. Oh, God, and I've been out here for an hour and 12 minutes, child. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me, there's one, there's one more thing I want to talk about real quick. Okay, two things. So, Brian Laundry, let's sit on that before I go. Brian Laundry, um, I know a lot of y'all, like I said, I love a good conspiracy, but I told y'all that was his body. Y'all was talking about they done took somebody, some cadaver's jaw. It ain't that serious. So, it came out today that, uh, Brian Laundry's body, like the autopsy came out. So let me share this with y'all really quick. So it was indeed Brian Laundry. Um, and they're saying that it was a gunshot wound to the head. So he went on to that forest and killed himself. Says here, Brian Laundry, the sole suspect in the death of Long Island native Gabby Petito, died from a self-inflicted gunshot, gunshot wound to the head. A lawyer for the Laundry family said Tuesday. Chris and Roberta Laundry have been informed that the cause of death was a gunshot wound to the head and the manner of death was suicide. The attorney, sorry, the attorney, the attorney, Steve Bartolino, told the Post, Chris and Roberta are still mourning the loss of their son and are hopeful that these findings bring closures to both families. Mm. So that is what's being said. Okay. And you guys and I did the whole breakdown of the whole Gabby Petito situation. But, you know, I got to keep it real. Um, why wasn't the gun near the body? I'm just saying. If it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound, where did the gun go? Maybe a bear was out there and took it and ran off. But it's very interesting because the gun would have been right there. So I don't know. It's just some of the things that make you say, hmm. Did he really shoot himself or did he have help? Was an assisted suicide? Because why was the gun nowhere in the vicinity? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, there be wild animals, honey, bears, deers, rabbits, you know, maybe a damn bunny rabbit. You know, you know, uh, what's his name? Bugs Bunny, honey, he kept the pistol on him. What up, Doc? Maybe a bunny just came and, you know, picked it up and ran off. I don't know. I'm just saying. Because this would have been more determined initially. If they would have found his body and he killed himself, the gun would have been right there. Wouldn't it took it? I mean, hell, it's not November. They found his body a month ago. You know what I'm saying? I just find that very interesting. Well, you know, bye, Brian Petito. Or whatever his name was, Brian Laundry, And rest in peace to Gabby Petito. The whole situation is crazy. But there's a lot of esoterical shit in that whole in that whole story. I broke that down in my podcast. That story has never sat well with me, but I guess the chapter has ended. So yeah, that 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 pesky wabbit, <laughs> he ran off with the gun. 
Okay, so now last but not least, before I go, I want to hit on the situation that happened um, in Wisconsin, the Christmas Day Parade. Um, five people lost their life. Um, the whole situation is very sad. And what's very interesting is that the guy who did it is a black guy. Um, but it's like the mainstream media is trying not really to talk about it. And I think it might have been CNN. I might be wrong. They were even trying to insinuate that the police were chasing after him. And that's why he just sped through the crowd. And it's come out that the police weren't chasing after him, that he just planned to do this. And he had also tried to run over his baby's mother like the day before. Like He has a violent history. He's done a lot of just bullshit. Um, so I don't know. The whole thing is just very crazy. And it was scary. I was watching a lot of the raw videos before they deleted them off of social media. But there was like a, this little girl. She's probably like five years old. By the grace of God, she wasn't hit. She was literally right here and the car just sped past her, you know, barely missing her. So this was just deliberate and was very evil. Let me go ahead and I'm show you guys this really quick here. Tragedy in Wisconsin. We are learning more about the victims and the suspect who will make his first court appearance later today. Alex Perez is there live on the scene for us with the latest. Good morning, Alex. Hey, good morning, Robin. Yeah, we're learning more about the suspect, but we're also learning a lot more about the many people who bravely stepped forward to help as this nightmare unfolded. This morning, authorities have identified the man they say is responsible for killing five people during a Christmas parade. Police say Daryl Brooks plowed this maroon SUV through a crowd of parade participants and onlookers in Waukesha, Wisconsin, Sunday, injuring more than 40 people, including 18 children, six still in critical condition. Brooks now charged with five counts of first-degree intentional homicide. Overnight, a vigil in Waukesha for the victims, side-by-side -side community members coming together to grieve. Three of the women killed were members of the Dancing Grannies, ranging in age from 52 to 81 years old. The youngest, Tamara Durand, was dancing with the group for the first time. Her husband remembering her as a vibrant, loving, and warm woman who we all miss deeply already. The Dancing Grannies put out this statement, our group was doing what they loved, performing in front of crowds in a parade, putting smiles on faces of all ages, filling them with joy and happiness. Our community faced horror and tragedy in what should have been a community celebration. And police say this isn't the first time Brooks is accused of using a car as a weapon. Earlier this month, he was arrested for allegedly using what appears to be that same SUV to run over the mother of his child. After allegedly striking her with a closed fist, Brooks was charged in that incident, but released when he posted bail $1,000. Mayhem caught on camera showing the instant the holiday cheer turned to chaos. This video showing the SUV swerving ahead of a marching band before speeding up. Here, you can see people scrambling to move out of its path from above. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Dan Schneiderman's record shop is on the parade route. About 60 people ran in to seek refuge. There were... Um, parents who were pushing their children underneath my record racks to keep them safe. I literally saw roughly 10 people bounce off that car, and, and you could hear thud, 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 thud as he drove through that, and you could hear it, uh, which is a sound I'll never forget.
All right, y'all. So I just wanted to show y'all a little bit of that. Um, so it's sad. It's sad the things that are going on out here. Again, life is short. Just be very careful. You have a lot of people who are just on some deranged bullshit. There is no excuse for this. Um, to run through a parade of people, you know, who are there to celebrate Christmas and they're there with their kids and things like that. And the fact that he had already done this to his kid's mother and also, you know, put hands on her and stuff like that shows that he definitely has issues, you know? So it's to the point now where it's, it just seems like it's just more and more violence just constantly. Um, I've even been seeing videos of like these whole theft rings in the Bay Area where they're just going into like places like Louis Vuitton and um, they're just going in, just stealing shit and coming out. And like the lawlessness out here is getting crazy. It's getting crazy. So y'all just be really careful. Stay prayed up, you know, watch your surroundings. You know what I'm saying? Because you just have a lot of people who are out here who just mean people no good, unfortunately. You know, so the whole situation is sad. Rest in peace to all the victims. Nobody deserves to lose their life in that manner, especially, you know, for just going to a parade and just celebrating something so positive. So the whole thing is just really, really sad. Um, let me go ahead and read these last few super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here because I've um, I've been on for almost an hour and a half. Um, let's see here. Vanity and Beyond says, it's funny that you're bringing up Pelly Pell because I'm from Chicago and got on Pelly Pell now. The Martin edition. Oh, so they can they collab with Martin. That's funny. Yeah, Chicago people, child, still wear Pelly Pell. Every time I see somebody Pelly Pell jacket, it takes them back to like high school nineties. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like the nineties fashion is coming back. Me and my girl, we went to. I don't, we ended up at some random like bar with a bunch of young white kids in downtown Minneapolis. We went to just get something to eat. And we're looking at all these girls, right? And I said, tell me you don't feel like this is like senior, junior year of high school. Everybody's dressing like these baggy jeans with rip holes and flannels with like crop tops and hats. I'm like, what is, I'm like the 90s are back, what? So I'm here for it. I'm here for all the 90s fashion coming back. Like we were just bugging out because I really felt like I was back in high school looking at these young girls who were like clearly 21, 22, 23, you know? So I was here for it. I'm definitely, I definitely am. Everything comes back full circle. Um, let's see here. Ronaful says they updated another child past, making this the sixth person and the others aren't doing well. His bail is set at 5 million. I wonder if BLM will defend. That's sad. So now another child has passed from this. Wow. Thank you for that updated information. BLM needs to sit the hell down. They better not defend his fuckery. Because, you know, if it was a white dude, they'd be out there protesting and carrying on. I don't care what your race is. This was wrong all the way around, period. Um, Nene says, did you hear about the little boy where we about to eat passed away? Shake my head so young. Yeah, I did hear about that. He was only six years old. I did hear about that. Rest in peace to him as well. That was sad. Um. Keisha says, this guy has a really violent past. He has ran over his baby's mother. He shot his minor nephew. And one of his kids' moms was underage when he impregnated her. He was charged for all these things before. But yet and still, he was out walking on the streets. Again, you know, all these reforms that have been going on, unfortunately, they've been helping people who don't have the right to 
you know what I'm saying, to these reforms and to these, you know, easy sentences. Because if he's been doing all of this, he definitely should have been locked up. He shouldn't have been out on the streets to, you know, commit another serious crime like this. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, April Sim5 says, hey, T, Discord Game family here. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Enjoy yours as well. Thanks for coming through. And Friday is the Friendsgiving party. So it's going to be the day after Thanksgiving. We're going to, I'm going to be DJing. So make sure you come to that. So thank you for coming through. Um, Davis0413 says, the Gabby situation was a call back to the Sandy Hook and a distraction from the protest that was happening in New York with the schools and the nurses. Yeah, that situation, like I said, it's a lot of weird connections in that whole Gabby Petito case. So thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, Kristen Brooks in 499 says, hey, T, um, there was a woman that was at the parade that moved from Wisconsin to El Paso to start a new life, that moved to Wisconsin from El Paso to start a new life after surviving a shooting there. Wow. So she don't left one crazy situation, moved up here to the Midwest only to be involved in another sad situation. Wow. That's too bad. That's too bad. So you guys, on that note, I really appreciate you guys spending this past hour and a half with me. You know what I'm saying? Laughing, clowning, having fun, and just talking about a wide range of topics. I really appreciate it. So thank you guys for coming through. Um, let's see, one more person. Evening tea. I'm in Milwaukee. This is in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict of him being a acquitted uh, in Kenosha. Be safe and sound. Thank you so much. I know some people were trying to tie him to the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, thinking like he did this to avenge the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse got off, you know, but at this point, I just think he's just batshit crazy. He was going to do it anyways, you know, regardless of the verdict. So thank you for that. So on that note, you guys, thank you guys so much. Thank you all for the super chats. Thank you for everybody who came through. Hit the like button. We had like close to 9,000 people in the house at one point. So thank you guys so much once again. I appreciate y'all. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. If I don't see you guys before Thanksgiving, enjoy time with your friends and families. Be safe, stay blessed, stay prayed up, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.